on the second hour of InfoWars Sunday Night Live, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. We're taking your calls. And remember to stick around because in the final segment, we're going to be debuting a very important interview, which, by the way, I'm going to be doing a lot more of these coming up. We're going to be doing a series of these coming up. In addition to everything else we're doing here at InfoWars, we are expanding our production efforts because why not? In the face of all the attacks, in the face of them trying to shut us down, why not expand? So uh, my first series interview coming up in the final segment, we're going to debut it with Alex Rosen, who is responsible for nabbing hundreds of child predators. And he also has some warning for parents out there about how you can keep your children safe on the Internet. Very important stuff. But until then, we go back to the phone lines. And let's go to Edward in El Paso. Edward, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going up there, Owen? Hey, good. Grad, grad. I bet you had a ball in jail. Well, you know, they uh, kept me They kept me in uh, confinement for uh, almost four straight weeks. And after that, <laughs> it was like a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. I figured they would probably because, you know, they know who you are and get to attack pretty easy there. But uh, anyway... Good luck on that. I'm glad you got uh, through that uh, whole nonsense. Which well, I'll tell you, it makes you appreciate even, you know, it makes you appreciate freedom that much more. It gave yeah. me an insider view into just how corrupt everything is. I hope the rest of the American people see what's going on because the stuff they're doing to Trump is just not even going to go, man. Well, it's pretty clear that uh, they don't want him to run, and uh, they're going to engage in all type of illegal activity to stop him. But they're violating our, our, our Bill of Rights. They're violating our Constitution. I mean, the people, yep. I don't see oh, uh, yeah. anybody protesting saying, hey, man, you know, I live here four miles from the border wall, and uh, it's nonsense what's going on and why we're taking it. I don't know what it's going to take to wake these people up and get it clear to them that uh, this is not, uh, this is scary stuff that they're doing because they're changing our culture by changing our law changing our, you know, freedom of, you know, our sovereignty. I mean, don't people see what they're doing? Stuff they're you know, doing here, here, is, here's you know. the problem. Well, there's much problem. First of all, the mainstream media always covers it all up. And then the late night talk shows make it like it's some sort of a joke. So still the average, I don't know if it's fair to say the average American, but, but you know, the, the American that's not really politically informed or involved still does not understand what you're talking about. They don't understand the threats. They don't understand how dangerous it really is. They just don't. They think it's all a joke and they think it's all a game. Now, here's the issue we have politically with the Republican Party, generally speaking. And you have to credit the CIA because they know what they're doing. They've done a really great job weaponizing this phrase of conspiracy theorist. And so now every, every Republican is so scared to be called a conspiracy theorist, that what might that do to their strong and stellar, prestigious reputation? Well, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. It's kind of like the other day, you know, some people thought Laura Ingram did a great job at that town hall. I think Trump did a great job. I think Laura Ingram was um, very amateur, to be quite frank. But she gets into Trump, she says, well, what, you know, well, what about all these people that are afraid you're going to get in there and um, have retribution? And what about all these people that think you're going to get in there and get revenge? And it's just like, no. This isn't about revenge. This is about retribution. This is about justice. What do you mean revenge, retribution? This is about justice. All these people going after Donald Trump, they're the criminals. That's not revenge to put them in defense. That's not 
revenge to charge them with crimes and throw them in jail. They're the criminals. But see, that whole thing is, oh, but that's, con oh, these are conspiracy theories. It's a conspiracy theory to say they're illegally going after Trump. It's a conspiracy theory to say this about the judge or about this guy or about the prosecutor. No, it's not. Those are the facts. They're the criminals. Trump is the one that had fraud committed against him. But see, that's the problem with the Republican establishment still. Oh, I don't want to lean into that. That's a conspiracy theory. Oh, oh we don't want to have revenge. That's just mean and nasty. We don't want that to happen. It's not revenge. It's justice. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's reality. And so that, that's part of the problem that we have with these re Republican establishment types is that they're, they're still afraid of political correctness and they're still afraid of being labeled a conspiracy theorist. And, and, they, and, and look, if, if you're still, if that's what you're afraid of, and not what they can do to Donald Trump, they can do to you. If that's what you're afraid of, then, then you're beyond just a gigantic pussy. You're an idiot. Edward, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just wondering, um, like the other, the older gentleman said, I mean, you get somebody in there, you get you get Trump in there. I, I really don't want to see Haley in there. And I think Vimaswamy nah, is a scam job. I, I think Vimaswamy, he, uh, I don't know, there's something about him that's, rubbing me the wrong way. I want to see an American speak this way. How come there is no American with the balls to say the things as Vimaswamy is standing up there saying, uh, our sovereignty's in, in, in dire straits, man. You got globalists. They're, you know, they're not playing. This stuff, I don't want my children indoctrinated. I don't want my country turned into uh, a third world hellhole. I don't want to, uh, you know, have to worry about what I have to say. I have to watch whether I go, what I do. This is ridiculous what's going on. And these people, uh, the Democrats should never be in power of anything ever again. COVID was the end for them. They push this nonsense. They push these masks. <clears throat> they push these mandates. They push these uh, lockdowns and these shots. This should be the end for the Democrat Party. This should be the death blow for them. They well, are the well, Biden, Biden certainly should be. The open borders well, certainly Biden, should be. The political persecution certainly should be. But Obama's running the show, man. I mean, Obama and Soros, they're running the show. I mean, Obama's a coward. Why do you think he's using the white old man to do all his dirty work? All this stuff is the transformational stuff he was talking about when he first came in. But that coward went and showed the black folk especially what a fraud he was, Mr. Nobel Peace Prize going out and killing people with drones and all this other murderous stuff that he's behind. Now he's going to run the show like Mr. Puppet Man, and everybody's just going, oh, F. Biden, F. Biden. Hey, how about F. all of them, the Uniparty, all of them? And Lindsey Graham, somebody needs, he needs to go. Mitch McConnell, goodbye, Mr. China. Goodbye, all of the... There's only maybe five, I can probably count maybe five, maybe ten Republicans that I would say I would actually let them get a pass and stay. The rest of them need to go. And the Democrats, all of them. Well, this is the, White, this, is the this is the chasm, as I see it, between what I call the new right and the old right. I don't have time to break that down now, but that's what we're getting into here. Uh, but I'm going to be leaning into that, talking a lot about that, because it needs to be understood. Because a lot of people feel the same way you do, Edward, but there is a solution. Let's go to Tommy. In Mississippi, Tommy, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Owen. Uh, nice to meet you. I'm actually uh, driving back CPAC right now, so I wanted to talk about the speech there that Trump gave. Yep. But I was also at January 6th, and I'd like to talk to you about witnessing Roseanne Bowen's murder. If that's okay. 
You're breaking up. What was that? I said I'd also like to talk about January 6th, and I witnessed uh, the murder of Roseanne Bowen by D.C. Metro cop Lalo Morris. Yeah, that's right. That's they uh, they killed Ashley Babbitt. They killed Roseanne Boylan. I think a couple others ended up dying from police brutality that day. And the, but the Democrats hate police on every single day of the year, except there's one day they love the police. That's January 6th. So the police can kill anybody they want as long as they're a Trump supporter on January 6th. But outside of that, they, they hate them. That's right. So I actually lived with uh, Ashley Babbitt's mother in D.C. for a year doing the vigil with the guys inside the gulag there. So I talked to a lot of the guys and stuff, and uh, but you're absolutely right. But real quick, CPAC Trump gave a really, really great speech, and uh, like you said, he was really funny, too. But uh, I also wanted to say the environment, the atmosphere inside the speech was like almost like a celebration, almost like a, like a homecoming, almost, because, you know, people were having fun. So that was good to see that kind of energy, and they did have a lot of young kids there and everything. But uh, So that was great. But uh, I do, so what I do now, Owen, since this happened on January 6th, if you don't mind me explaining briefly, at 4.27, the D.C. Metro cops push everybody out of the tunnel, and Roseanne Bowen is pushed into me, and we all fall down. And she's already unconscious, and she's bleeding from the nose and the mouth. And we're trapped, I'm trapped beside her for eight minutes, and eventually D.C. Metro cop Lila Morris picks up a stick, and beat her to death with it by bashing it into her head. Yeah, and, and there's and the video cops. footage out there, Tommy, and, and we've aired this footage as well. I, I don't want to get deep into a January 6th discussion because I want to focus on the primary and, and Trump's speeches. But, uh, no, there's no doubt um, Ashley Babbitt was unjustly killed. Roseanne Boylan was unjustly killed. And uh, it was a setup. It was a setup from the very beginning. And it just shows the hypocrisy of the liberal left that hates police, but then when they actually kill unarmed civilians at a at a protest, then they celebrate it as long as it's a, it's it's their uh, against their political opposition. So there's so many different angles to that. Uh, Tommy, I, I thank you for the call and, and keep up the great work and support of those those men that are unjustly imprisoned and being tortured right now. Let's go to Bob in Utah. Bob, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Owen. Hi. I'm so glad you're out of the gulag. I hope you were taking notes. If anyone was cruel or unjust to you, I want them sued out of their socks. Well, uh, the whole system was cruel and unjust to me, and uh, we're taking our case to the Supreme Court. It's not cheap. I'll tell you that. DefendOwen.com. Uh, it's, 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 you know, you, you realize how corrupt the whole system is. Like, Trump has to pay half a billion dollars just to appeal. And so it's the same crap that we've been going through in my case. It's just the whole thing is so corrupted, it's unreal. Let's follow Nikki's money. Well, yeah, it was from Democrat donors. Well, let's let's go to Obama and Biden sending pallets of cash to Iran. Well, yeah, they where, found where out that, that these uh, a lot of these Hamas and uh, Hezbollah weapons are, and funding came directly from uh, O'Biden. You know what an end certificate, end user certificate is for weapons? Yeah, go ahead. End user certificate for military grade weapons. It's international law. I mean, these things are going everywhere. Well, they admitted, well, they don't have any, not for the weapons in Ukraine, Bob. They admitted. Um, that the, most of the money going into Ukraine is getting stolen and laundered. They admitted it. They're not even hiding it. Same thing with the weapons. 
Folks, they're rearming and funding all the proxy groups in the Middle East through Ukraine. Let me just explain something. Bob, thank you for the call. Let's just explain this. Why is Ukraine so important? Why is Ukraine so important? Do they really do anything for us as far as foreign policy? No. Other than this hedge against Russia. Other than this vessel state to keep Russia in check as our boogeyman. What does Ukraine actually do for the United States of America? What, what value is Ukraine to the average American? There is none. It's a vessel state of the deep state and the military industrial complex. They run human trafficking through Ukraine. They, want, they run weapons and money laundering through Ukraine. That's its value. That's why they're obsessed with Ukraine. That's why they're in there every day running the show. Now, when Trump was president, he cut off these proxy groups. He cut off the money and he cut off the weapons. So they dried up for four years. That's why there was mostly peace in the Middle East. That's why Vladimir Putin goes on with Tucker Carlson and says, if you want peace, stop sending weapons and money into these wars. It's all backed by the Western military industrial complex. We fund it and we arm it. And they don't even hide it. And then they vote in Congress and they say, we're not allowed to keep track of the weapons. We're not allowed to keep track of the money. And then, and then years later, they write the headlines, mainstream news. They say all the money and weapons going into Ukraine is being stolen. We don't know where it is. So send more money and weapons. And then what happens? All the proxy groups in the Middle East resurge and recruit. And they have money again. And they have weapons again because it all came out of Ukraine Ukraine is the vessel state for the military industrial complex into the Middle East. Ukraine is the rat hole where the military industrial complex launders money and weapons to their proxy groups. That's why Ukraine is so important. That's why they hated Tucker Carlson for interviewing Vladimir Putin because he told that truth. That is the truth. That is not anti-American. That is pro-American to say, stop this. Let's take another call. Andrew in New Jersey. You're on the air. Go ahead. All right. It's great you're out of the gulag and they tortured you with the Kobe light. Throw them the hole. Pay the Kobe light. I want my Kobe light. No, I would have enjoyed that. <laughs> the uh, lady's cool. I like. I love that doctor. She's a hero. I just want to say with Trump, and I'll, I might write a script and mail it to you guys, too. Maybe Alex can get it to him. Mistakes that he makes, he's doing better, but he talked to the black conservatives and he talked about him unjustly incarcerated and that's similar to injustice that went against African-Americans and does, which is true, but he fails every time to point out that Joe Biden was the co-author of the 1994 crime bill, which incarcerated usually more black people with rock, crack cocaine disproportionately from powder so Biden actually authored it. And then in one of the debates, I'm laughing in the primaries, Biden's like, well, we've been working for years to get it fair, but you're the one who wrote it. So what? you're working against your own bill. And second, so he's not pointing out that it was a Democrat, Biden, and who wrote it, and a Democrat, Bill Clinton, who signed it, and Trump reformed those sentencing laws. So he's missing out when he leaves that out. And also school choice. He he talked about Boeing, and he got a better deal for the Air Force One, better than Obama did. 
to the he said, who do you want, the white guy president or the black guy? The white guy got the better deal. That's not the example. He should talk about school choice and say Obama gets money from the teachers union, Biden gets money from the teachers union. They block school choice while Obama sends his kids to the finest prep schools in the country, and he blocks inner-city kids from going to the Catholic school like you went to the good Catholic school, and he blocks that. And I'll just end with a personal example. When I went to high school, I was dyslexic in a public school, and I saw the racism towards the black kids by the Democrat school system because there were more black students in the lower-level classes And in those classes, we really, most for the most part, didn't learn anything and just got passed through. So that's on the Democrats, and they block school choice, and it's institutionalized racism. Trump got the executive, you know, federal school choice. So I'll write the scripts, but I'll go over it with you more. But he's missing out on these. He touches on it, but he doesn't go into it enough. Well, I mean, you can Monday morning quarterback any political speech. I, I do hear him talk about these issues. Here's the problem, whether he talks about it or not. Is it reaching the audience it needs to reach? Now, he's basically verbally committed to going and doing rallies in New York City, in the Bronx, in Queens, in Brooklyn. He definitely needs to do that. I mean, if I'm looking at this strategically, I don't know. I, I mean, I've... This might sound crazy. I think Trump could win New York. I think Trump could win New York with with voters in New York City, but he has to go there and he has to get the message to them. I don't know what you do about Pennsylvania. The voter fraud in Philadelphia is so heavy. It's it's. It, I mean, it really it almost doesn't even matter. I mean, whatever whatever number Trump is up by at, at three a.m. in the morning, the exact amount of votes will come in for the Democrat to beat him. So I mean, that's a whole other issue. Otherwise, I'd say go in, into Philadelphia. But he did rally in Philadelphia. Uh, but I would I would go into New York and I would pitch that to the voters. I would go into downtown Chicago. I would pitch that to the voters because it's not just the message. It's does the message reach who it needs to reach? Andrew, thank you for the call. Let's go to Mr. Process in Wisconsin. Mr. Process, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Big O. Um, I think uh, what's going on with Trump these past couple days, like part of his like victory process. You know, like he's like dragging everybody to like his will and his destiny and like um, kind of like in Fight Club, like when Tyler Durden's like, you know, dragging the narrator, kicking and screaming. And like, uh, I think it's important to know, like, he doesn't bring it up anymore, but he was originally like anti-corona. Like, didn't want all the lockdowns and stuff. No, that's right. His original instincts, and he got slammed in the media. He said, oh, it's just the flu. And then they slammed him in the media, and, and, and unfortunately, he, 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 he lost big on that issue. That, that was his biggest loss. And then the vaccines, that's, I mean, that's his big flaw. Well, I don't think it's, I think he was, his hand was forced. You know, the pressure probably was, like, huge. He was getting it from angles. And then lastly, like, since you were involved, did we ever get a confirmed number of how many civilians uh, were injured and killed on January 6th? You know, I, I've heard mixed numbers, and like it's 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 all like fog of war. We know at least two individuals. We mentioned them earlier, Roseanne Boyland and Ashley Babbitt, 100%. Um, and then I think there were other couple people that either died later via their injuries. But it's, uh, I mean, we could get the documentary filmmakers on. We've done it before. 
but it's just it's very fog of war at this point. But the point is that the people that died on January 6th were all Trump supporters, not police officers like the Democrats lie about. Yeah, and I don't know if you uh, saw his uh, speech uh, before his win. He keeps bringing up his uncle, uh, the one that was uh, involved with, like, Nikola Tesla and stuff. John Trump? That speech? Yeah, yeah. I remember you telling me about that um, that book with Baron Trump in it and everything back in the <laughs> oh, day. That's just crazy. I don't know, kind of feeling like 2016 vibes, uh, just from my point of view, you know, but, like, way worse now because, like, all the, like, chopping off dicks and, like, wars and stuff and Palestinian paragliders and, you know, nuclear war with Russia. With the open border as well. Don't forget about that. Yeah. It's like a total cluster. But anyway, I'll let you get to other callers, Owen. Thank you. Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. That wasn't the only book written by um, Lockwood. What was the name of the author? Something Lockwood. It's actually a pretty good book. Ingersoll Lockwood. Yeah, you want to dive down a rabbit hole. If you believe in time travel, <laughs> let's just stop right there. John Trump, Nikola Tesla, secret energy, time travel? Let's take another call here. Speaking of the open border, Laura Loomer has been down there covering it. Uh, Bill wants to call in and talk about that from Wisconsin. Bill, you're on the air. Go ahead. Thanks for taking my call, Owen. Appreciate it. Yep. We've got you live, Owen, on the Loomer Fan Club Rumble right now, just as a side note. But uh, what I want to do, you want to talk about President Trump, and we can't talk about President Trump without talking about Laura Loomer. As you know, I think Laura Loomer is a, uh, a top-level advisor to President Trump now, and I think this trip that Laura took down to the Darien Gap is going to help President Trump get a handle on the real uh what's really going on down there at the border and laura right now is pointing out highest refugees have you have you heard about that group yet oh yes so highest highest is the international jewish humanitarian organization that stands for a world in which refugees find welcome safety and opportunity well which is, of course, I, I ironic to, because they want nothing to do with Palestinians. Right. right. No, I know if you could tell a little bit with my tone, it's such a joke. Uh, yeah, I, don't, want, I don't see Israel want. taking in any of the uh, illegal immigrants. I don't see their borders being wide open. I don't see, I don't exactly. see highest funding illegal immigrants into Israel. Do you see that happening? Am I missing that? Is that happening? No, because what they did is they omitted a couple words at the end. It should read like this. For a world in which refugees refugees uh, find welcome, safety, and opportunity in your country, not ours. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's pretty pathetic. But I'll tell you what, this I've seen Laura get excited about different topics. This one, Owen, has really got her... Like, live it. She's got some breaking news. Here's what she said. I'll let you. I just want to make this one point. Laura just tweeted out breaking news. I'm going to dedicate myself to taking down Hyatt and anyone who supports them. Uber hiring murderous illegal aliens and sponsoring highest refugees as highest continues to give illegal aliens maps with detailed instructions on how to enter the U.S. illegally. 
After that, it was reported that Jose Antonio Ibarra, the suspect who has been charged in the killing of nursing student Lincoln Riley, is a Venezuelan national who illegally entered El Paso, Texas, in September. That's right. 2022. That's right. That was a big story. For Let me just clarify. For those wondering, there was a big story about a Georgia. Was she a nursing student? I don't remember exactly. She was a college student. She disappeared. Right. It turns out she was um, murdered by an illegal immigrant. You know, of course, beautiful, white, you know, side note. No, but after witnessing Hyas' treasonous behavior in the Darien Gap in Panama, Laura goes on to say, and after hearing the news and Lake and Riley while I was in Panama, witnessing thousands of Venezuelan illegals, just like her killer, tell me how they plan to cross into the U.S. illegally, I immediately looked at Hyas' financials and discovered that Uber is a corporate sponsor for Hyas. Given that, given that Ibarra is an illegal alien from Venezuela, there is a strong likelihood that he crossed over the Daring Gap as a transit route before entering the U.S. So I don't want to take all your time, Owen, but I can go on. But I'm telling you, everybody, follow Laura. She is really hot on this. And I'll tell you what, this is the hot topic for President Trump right now. I'm even getting text messages from, you know, kind of medium Trump people sending me the illegal alien. Illegal well, and think about how cars. pathetic the Republicans are, and thank you for the call. Think about how, how pathetic the Republicans are that, that Joe Biden is facilitating the largest invasion in the history of the world, and that's what this is. It's the largest invasion in the history of the world. It's happening at our southern border right now. I and mean, think about that. It's the largest invasion in the history of the world. And the Republicans are too cowardly to even do anything about it. They won't even barely call it out. I mean, this should be issue number one by far. And you have them talking about Ukraine and Israel and all this other BS. And we have the largest invasion in the history of the world happening at our southern border right now. And you look at these people coming in, folks. You, you think that that woman that was just filmed by Laura Loomer coming in here, you, you think she's going to add to the American civilization? No, she's, she's going to suck it. She's going to suck off of it. She's, she, and I'm not trying to be rude. I mean, poor her, bless her heart. But she's a fat, unhealthy person that's going to come here and require $100,000 a year just to, just to exist with the health care bills. And you're going to pay for all of it. And the Republicans are too cowardly to even call it out for what it is or, 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 or address it legally and congressionally. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. The largest invasion in the history of the world is going on at our southern border right now. Honestly. Trump talks about having the biggest deportation thing of all time. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say 10 million need to be deported, if not 20. If you want to come in here legally, then make your case for, for being an immigrant. That's one thing. But I, I would say we need probably 20 million illegal immigrants deported, maybe even 30. So that's that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, remember to support us at InfoWarsStore.com. That's how everything we do here is possible. When the callers call in and talk about the products, they do that on their own. We don't put them up to that. So uh, we appreciate all the callers shopping at InfoWarsStore.com and then sharing your experience of successes with your health and the products from InfoWarsStore.com. By the way, you can go to InfoWarsStore.com and read all the five-star reviews on the products for yourself. Look at the ingredients and find out why they're so great. Now, when we come back, 
This interview is a little longer than the segment. So the full interview is on band.video on the War Room page. It's on band.video, the full interview. But I sit down with, he's known as the Predator Poacher. He's had hundreds of arrests of pedophiles and child predators with his show. And so I sat down with him for a 30-minute interview. By the way, this is a new interview series we're launching exclusively at InfoWars.com and Band.Video. I'm very excited about this, uh, taking a new angle to all of InfoWars content, expanding in the face of the attacks and the censorship. But we're going to air a lot of it here in the next segment. It'll cut sh a little short, but you can watch the entire interview at Band.Video on the War Room channel. So myself and Alex Rosen debut next. In the year 2024, the once great city of New York has become the most corrupt, liberal-infested hellhole in the entire country. Radical Democrat policies have created the most deteriorated and lawless zone in the nation. Riots, violent crime, drug proliferation, and a surge of illegal migrants flood the city streets. This issue will destroy New York City. Meanwhile, George Soros-backed prosecutors wage a war on law and order. Today, justice has been served. These are felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are. Reshaping the city into a stronghold of communist control. She's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. The rules are simple. Join the deep state or face extinction. happening next we interrupt this program to bring you a special report america has been captured we have a occupied government any loyal american who does not want to be a complete slave of a biomedical extermination operation needs to get informed quick get right with god and then start telling everybody you know about it and not complying with the system the system is here to destroy us complying with it will get you killed Period. Not all energy drinks, not all energy powders, not all energy pills are made equal. A lot of them out there work really well. They wake you up and for a long time. The problem is they have a horrible letdown and they have ingredients in them that are not good for your body. TurboForce was developed by one of the top scientists, sports nutrition experts in the country. And obviously because of all the attacks on Infowars, it was a private contract. But we paid him to develop what he believed with the ingredients available would be the best, cleanest, long-term, 10-hour clean energy. And we were able to develop TurboForce. Only takes a little bit and it time releases. Hits in about 30 minutes, but the different natural compounds that are in it synergistically work to give you energy on average for 10 hours with no letdown. Now that doesn't mean if you end up not sleeping all night on it, you're not gonna be tired the next day. But if you take it in the morning, say, and then work till midnight, I have no hangover from it, my crew doesn't, the listeners love it. So I wanna encourage all the viewers and listeners out there that wanna support the broadcast, at the same time get an incredible product, go to InfoWarsStore.com today and peruse the site. And while you're there, get a 
canister of TurboForce. We used to have it in little individual serving packets, but most folks told us a full packet was too much. So now it's in a single scooper, and this formula is even stronger. That's why it's TurboForce Plus. Ladies and gentlemen, TurboForce doesn't just boost your focus and your clarity and your stamina and your libido and so much more. It doesn't just do it in a clean, focused way. It also funds the InfoWar. Are there a few other energy drinks and energy mixes out there that are, quite frankly, just as good? Yeah, this guy that developed ours developed those as well. But this is in the top three or four in the world. It works the best, and it funds the InfoWar, a 360 win. Get TurboForce today on sale at InfoWarStore.com. Interesting guests, censored topics. It's InfoWars 30 Minutes with Owen Schroyer. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. If your children have access to the internet or a cell phone, you might be surprised who has access to them. One individual who has exposed some of the darker corners of this internet phenomenon of adults looking for children to sexually exploit online is Alex Rosen from Predator Poachers. And he joins me now to talk about what it's like to expose child predators on the internet looking for access to your children. Alex, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually just came here from San Antonio where you busted another child predator. Yes, we are very, very busy. Uh, we're here in Austin right now. Tomorrow we're going to be in Huntsville, Alabama, get, hopefully getting two people. So, uh, yeah, we get around. So no days off for you. Even before you came in for this interview, you said, I'm going to bust one more. Yes. Is this like, is there an adrenaline rush for you? Are you almost, dare I say, addicted to exposing and catching these people? Uh, I would say it's an addiction. Um, this is, It kind of is like a my strange addiction thing, except the addiction is like productive. Um, I have a great time doing it, and the reason for that being is, one, I mean, it's just fun to, you know, mentally screw with people that have been screwing with children for God knows how long. And two, it's a really fulfilling feeling knowing that what we're doing is making a difference. I mean, the, amount, the sheer amount of kids that I know aren't in the hands of these child predators because of our efforts, uh, me and the teams, um, it's a really good feeling to know, and it's nice to see that a difference is being made. Well, that's a whole other issue of getting results and arrests, and I do want to get to that. But how much of this are you able to control or schedule? Like, did you know you were going to bust this guy today, or did the opportunity present itself and you said, hey, let's do this before we travel? Uh, very rarely do we have like a, let's just wait and see what we get. Um, when we make these trips across the country, we do uh, have a schedule. So this guy was on the list today. Obviously, they don't know they're on the list, so we kind of have to run on predator time. So um, in this case, he wasn't home when we went to go knock. So I had to call him as like a mailman and say, hey, I got a package for you. So that he came to the house, and that's when we uh, interrogated him. And that's usually a tactic you use is with mail, right? That was a tactic that I've seen you use before. Is that one that they just think, oh, I'm getting some mail, and so they'll answer, they'll tell you whether they're home or not? Yeah, everybody's excited about a package, even like grown men trying to prey on kids. So yeah, they, they fall for it too. Well, and you mentioned here from your video earlier today that law enforcement is a hit or miss. You made a direct reference to it being in San Antonio. So is it kind of a jurisdictional thing, or just in general, you never know if police are actually going to apprehend the predators you catch. 
Um, it's a 100% a jurisdictional thing. Like tomorrow when we're going to be in Huntsville, I'm positive these people are going to get arrested. We have seven arrests in Huntsville, Alabama alone. Um, we're seven for seven there, seven catches, seven arrests. But in San Antonio and Bear County, it's really a toss-up. So I have to go to court in two weeks in Bear County for a middle school teacher we caught with tons of child porn. and A teacher? Yeah, yeah, middle school teacher. Uh, well, the individual you caught today was an engineer, mm -hmm. and I think you've maybe caught some engineers before. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I, I find that strange because people would think, you know, an engineer that requires a higher degree, some sort of a level of, um, you know, commitment to a, a career and to studying, mm -hmm. and then you deal with a teacher as well. I mean, is there any pattern as far as career paths? Because normally you'd think these are just deranged people, maybe some mental issues, they stay at home all day, but I mean, an engineer earlier today, a middle school teacher earlier this year in San Antonio? Yes, uh, we get everybody from, yeah, just mentally deranged people that you would call special needs all the way up to teachers and engineers. Um, yeah, the teacher earlier this year, he was in Converse, Texas, but the same county as San Antonio, it's just a suburb, and he got arrested on child pornography and online solicitation of a minor, which is him trying to go after a fake 14-year-old boy. How many individuals have you caught in... I mean, I would just say childhood education, but there's other access, there's other jobs that give you access to children as well, other than education. Is that a pattern that you notice? Um, I don't really, when it comes to jobs, I don't really notice too many patterns with it. Uh, this really doesn't have a lot of, I mean, yeah, sure, they definitely want to be around children, but they don't have to be, their job doesn't really neglect them being around children. If they want to be, they can be, whether it's stepkids, their own kids, or whatever, but I think the biggest job we've caught is probably truck drivers. Well, mentioning their own kids, you did catch an individual earlier this month. Child predator confesses to molesting and creating child porn of his own five-year-old daughter. Was this one of the most intense exchanges you've had? Yes, absolutely. His name was Kevin Cook. Um, he's currently in Hamilton County, Iowa jail, and he ended up confessing to us that he produced child pornography of his own daughter and was molesting her and he invited our decoy over to go play with his daughter and we were in this case we we're posing as like a pedophile online and he messages us asks if we're close to iowa and we're like yeah we're close to iowa and he invites us over to go he's like i'm doing this to my kid uh do you want to come over we're like yeah we'll come over and he invites us over on a sunday uh, we show up on that Friday before he has custody of her again, and he tries to tell us that, oh, I was doing the same thing you're doing, trying to catch people, and then I poke some holes in his story, and he ends up flipping and just basically spilling his guts that he's been doing this, so he's facing up to 55 years now. So let me get this straight. This man was sexually abusing his own children. Correct. And invited what he thought was another predator over to engage in this? Yes. He Film this? Yes. He wanted to take it to the next level. So at the moment, he was only, only I say only, only only touching her. He hasn't raped her yet, and he's only taken photos, but he hasn't, well, that is producing child porn, but he hasn't produced any sexual videos of her, like him and her doing sexual acts together. But he wanted to take that to the next level when he invited us over, and luckily we showed up before that could happen. It's an amazing exchange when you get him to admit all of this, and you've, you've done this before, getting them to admit all of this on the spot. Have you ever ran into an individual that abuses his own children and films it? His own children films it. Uh, besides Kevin Cook, I mean, I'm sure we have, but no, not, not with an admission. We've had people that have admitted to abusing their own kids, but haven't admitted to filming it in the act. How much does this stuff haunt you? You have to face these people. Well, it doesn't haunt me because 
Yeah, obviously, I don't want to hear about Kevin Cook's details about what he's doing to his daughter. But I also know if I listen to that, that means she's not going to get abused anymore. So that doesn't haunt me. It actually makes me it, it actually is a better feeling that it's not going to happen anymore. I look at the pot half full, you know what I mean? Glass half full. Now, when you go on, we'll say these sting operations, a lot of times you'll dress in clothing that people might say, well, that looks like children's clothing. Mm -hmm. Is that part of the mind game? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if I feel if I roll up in a suit and tie, um, they're going to think that I'm there to get them in trouble and that I'm there as, like, you know, as an authority figure. But if I just show up, dab them up, and, like, hey, man, yeah, I just want to have a conversation with you, they just think of me as, like, a peer. And just peer-to-peer, -peer, let's just talk about it. And then they end up spilling. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely not ch child's play after I'm done with them. Well, you've probably – I mean, how many how – many predators do you think you've exposed? I mean, the number's in the hundreds. Do you have a number, exactly how many? I would say close to 600. And, and how many states? Um, we've done catch, catches in 49 states, except for Alaska, and we have arrests in 44 of them. Would you say that these are better numbers than the federal government is producing as far as catching these predators? Um, not in total numbers, but efficiency-wise, I would maybe say so. Now, when you go and you do a bust like this, how often is the individual either already in some probationary, uh, you know, because they've already been busted versus this is the first time they've ever been caught? Uh, too often. So um, I hope what... Meaning most of the time they've already been caught before you expose them? No, not most of the time, but oh, just okay. often enough for me to say that it's happening too much. Um so I, I'm going to bring up Jeffrey Rose. He was in Las Vegas. He's currently back in jail doing 20 to life. But he he was sentenced to life in prison for molesting a ton of kids. He scored himself a retrial. And while he's out out on, like, some type of bond or some type of promise to appear back in court for a retrial, like, after 20 years, uh, he messages our 9-year-old decoy. His first message to us is, do you like child porn? And obviously he got very sexual with who he thought was his 9-year-old girl. And then we show up to his house. And while he has an ankle monitor on, he confesses to us that he has over 50,000 images of child pornography. So, um, yeah, that retrial never happened. He ended up taking a plea uh, to 20 to life after he got caught. I learned when I was inside the system how much child predators are actually protected by law enforcement. It was, it was shocking to me when I was on the inside. If you're a child predator, you get a lot smaller sentence than somebody that gets caught even just dealing marijuana. Oh, absolutely. Um, we had a guy, I think the sickest one we ever caught, his name's Clayton Tanner. Um, he didn't have the most victims. He was only 19. But if he went unchecked for 40 years, I think he'd have dead bodies. Um, he brought a knife to go chop up an infant, and he only got three to eight years when he got convicted. And he admitted that he not just wanted to sexually abuse a child, but you're talking about maiming and p potentially killing? Yeah, he said he didn't want to murder, but obviously what he was going to, like, he did say he wanted to chop them, like, basically cut them with a knife. He brought the pocket knife, he gave me the knife, and he also wanted to desecrate with both uh, urine and uh, crap. And off. film this. Uh, he didn't say anything about filming it, but I would assume he probably would have. And this is the type of content that gets out on the Internet, and, and I want to get back to this, what, you know, and maybe we'll ask you what you think parents can do to avoid this, but you're one man. You have a you have a small crew, I guess, of one besides you, normally. Uh, no, we we got a uh, 15 people on the team. Okay, so you've expanded your your enterprise. That's oh, yeah. good. But all things considered, you're a small enterprise, low budget compared to what the federal government has, obviously. Definitely. And you consider your efficiency. Why do you suppose that the U.S. government 
aren't running operations like you, but instead trying to entrap innocent Americans? Well, uh, the FBI definitely has way, 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 way too many sour grapes. And, you know, you've heard stories about people in the FBI that were in sex crimes getting transferred to, like, political stuff, like what they got you for, which really was nothing. But, I mean, the FBI agents we've dealt with, like, that's sort of taken up our cases have been great. They definitely care, but I think their hands are tied by, like, the, by, like, the D.C. ones. What is a decoy? You mentioned your decoy earlier. Explain what that is. Um, a decoy is somebody that poses as something they're not on online. So we usually decoy as a kid. Sometimes we decoy as a pedo and see what happens. And this is relatively easy. That's why you do it. Yes, it is very easy to find a child predator online. The hard part is having to plan it, having to deal with it, and, of course, traveling for it. But, yes, finding one, anybody can do. And what are the avenues that you use so that parents can know I need to either heavily monitor my child's actions on these platforms or just outright nix it, make sure they're not there? I mean, literally every single app from Roblox to Instagram to Facebook to Telegram, I mean, they're crawling on every single app. And if I were a parent, I mean, give your, I mean, there's no perfect solution, but hand your kids a football or a basketball and just let them go play outside. Let them be kids. Is the most high-profile bust you ever made uh, a popular streamer, YouTube content creator, EDP445? Was that the most high-profile bust you made? Yeah, he was the most known guy, yes. And were you expecting that? Was that a targeted thing, or it just happened when you busted this guy, it, you showed up and that was him? Well, so we heard accusations um, for like a year before anything we did. Um, you know, we saw messages of him messaging minors, uh, all of this type of stuff. So we had an idea of what he was. It wasn't just uh, like, oh my God, I didn't know he was like this. So we actually had a profile and we followed him and we usually don't reach out first, but you know, he had so many followers that this is the chance of him seeing us were pretty low. So that's why we just said hello to him. And he says hi back, and then we just ignore him after that because we didn't want to continue the conversation on our end. Um, then he double texts two days later and says, hey, so what you doing? Completely, like, unprovoked. Like, we didn't say, I'm doing this, I'm that. He just completely out of nowhere says that. And we're like, holy crap. So we had 13 on our profile. He knew we were 13. We, of course, reiterated we were 13. And then from there, he got extremely sexual. It took a while, but he sent masturbation videos, um, a picture of his own shit, which was probably the most unpleasant pic he sent um, in that whole thing. And he eventually solicited sex. Like he said, I want to throw you in a sex dungeon and all. Of, obviously, he doesn't have a sex dungeon, but his mind wanders pretty much when he thinks of these children. And he eventually meets up to go uh, see this kid. What was the legal outcome of that? Unfortunately, nothing happened. Uh, Kern County, California does not like civilian cases. How often do people send you sick videos like that? Oh, my gosh. Um, and then they obviously assume that you're, or they think you're a minor when they send it. Yeah, so me as a straight male have seen way more penises than vaginas by probably 50-fold. So you get this regularly? Oh, yeah. Just by saying you're a minor on the Internet? Oh, yeah. Just today, just today the guy sent five penis pictures that we caught earlier, like just willy-nilly. Do you think that... Or maybe I'll ask, are there other high-profile individuals on your radar? At the moment, no. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are preying on kids on our radar. And to those kids, they're definitely high-profile because they want them out of their lives. So that's the way I look at it. Well, for those that don't know, you and I actually did a sting together. And I kind of got to see some of the behind-the-scenes of how you operate. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, you, you have to go into some dark places. You probably have to do some things that you would even admit is kind of dark as well. 
Oh yeah, I mean when we when we pose as the, I mean when we're posing as the kid, it's easy. Like we're just innocent. Like okay, that's fine. I'll try this. Like we don't really have to say much. But I mean, having to tell a predator, like, yeah, my preference is uh, eight to sixteen. That's what we told Kevin in Iowa, for example. We said our preference is eight to sixteen, and just say like, hey, bro, you got any infant stuff? Like, probing to see what they have, and then just having those sick conversations. Absolutely. Like, I even had to do a video call with a predator as myself. Um, I was posing as like a father of a nine-year-old girl. I'm 23. I don't have a nine-year-old girl, but I was posing as a father of a nine-year-old girl, and um, in that recorded conversation. Um, he admits he's at work just watching child porn. He brings his laptop to work. He's watching child porn. His name's David Dunn. He's currently in jail. What at did he do for a living? Um, he was a mechanic, but kind of part-time. He was kind of older at that point. But, um, yeah, so we bust him for child porn a couple weeks later. He's currently sitting in Virginia jail since September. Well, the individual that we ended up exposing, and I, I think his fate was nothing. I don't think ever law enforcement followed up with that. <sighs> Yeah, um, Austin is really, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate he was in Austin. We really wanted to get him somewhere else. But, but when I looked at that, that was more of what I would consider kind of a stereotypical catch. You know, he lives with family in a disheveled house, yep. obviously probably not mentally well. Right. The situation with whatever family he lives with, obviously not good either. We could just tell by the situation that he was living in. How often would you say it's, a, it's kind of more stereotypical where it's like, yeah, that's what you would expect a predator to look like? versus somebody that you would be like, oh, this just seems like a normal guy. Yeah, that is definitely the plurality, I'd say, of just being a loser. Like, it's not like they're just total winners in real life and the pedophilia is just the outlier. It, 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 pretty often it is that, but like I said, we catch anybody of all backgrounds. You've also done some other videos like crashing political events. Why did you decide to crash political events? I'm just confronting who I think are predators. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, yeah, well, you know, I've always just been the type to just go do it when nobody else has. Like, even in high school, like, I would just scream in the hallways for no reason, kind of, like, just shouting, just shout out stuff and just whatever. So I've always been just kind of the louder type. So, you know, when it comes to political events, like, I don't like these politicians. I think they're truly just slime balls and they're screwing a lot of us over. Um, but most issues are within ourselves. Like, we got to figure out our own stuff before we blame a politician. But nonetheless, they're not helping us in any way. And... Um, you know, just knowing that I could crash a rally and just kind of say, hey, just call them out for what they are. They're, they're fellow humans. They're not just these special people. Uh, I like taking them down a peg, and I definitely credit Alex Stein for giving me that idea. I mean, I saw him do it. I'm like, why not me too? So. Well, and I noticed that, you know, there's kind of a community because there's other individuals that catch predators like you on the Internet. Would you say there's kind of like a community of y'all? Do you communicate? Yeah, there is. Most of us get along really well with each other. And, and do you guys have similar politics? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. I, I'd say the our, the predator catching, um, we have, like, a big group chat on Instagram. Um, we range from moderate all the way to, like, far right. So th we don't have a single leftist in the group chat with us. Like, mm -hmm. even the moderate ones. Well, they seem to be pro. Yeah. Yeah. Predator. Yeah, no. We, I mean, most people aren't, but institutionally, yes, leftism is pro-predator. Yeah, I mean, we see it in the classrooms. Mm -hmm. We see it every day with stories where they want to introduce the children to sex toys, sex acts. I mean, even just blatant pornography in the classroom. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think that I, I think that agenda is definitely. I mean, it's poisonous for children. I mean, that being normalized to them at such a young age before their brains developed, yeah, I can absolutely convince them to be something or not. And I think that is the goal. Oh, I, I don't think that's the end goal. I think the end goal is depopulation, but I think that's one step closer to that. 
well, they're not going to be having kids, right, right, if they engage in that type of uh, ideology exactly. and behavior. Exactly. You also went undercover exposing ballot harvesting in Texas. Would you like to talk about that? Yes. Yeah, so that was, gosh, that was in 2022. Um, so all those rumors you hear about like, oh, well, Democrats just take advantage of the old people and just, you know, kind of tell them what to fill out. That's a real thing. I mean, I caught that on camera. I mean, there was just this old guy with a ballot in his hand. And I don't know if she was bending the rules sitting on the fence there, but she was basically saying like, yeah, I'd fill out this guy. I'd fill out that guy. And whether it was legal or not, 100% unethical for her to just tell him that because he wouldn't have known or even voted if it wasn't for her just basically saying like, hey, do this. Well, it's predatory behavior. It is very predatory. Yeah, I mean, exactly. that's why it kind of fits right into what you're doing, whether it's whether it's predators going after children that are unassuming and innocent, it's kind of the same in that situation where this is an elderly person, right. unassuming, innocent, don't really know what's going on. Right. These people knock at the door, show up and say, hey, we really care about you. Let's help you vote. And then write down the ticket. They say, you want all Democrats. Yeah, exactly. Like basically, you, you know, like a, lead, like a leading question in a way, it's like they're leading them to just do that. And yeah. I mean, if that's not illegal, it's a very, very smart move, but it's very slimy. Well, I'm I'd say it's a pretty safe bet that that's not an isolated incident that you caught. Oh, hell no. No. Now, you have a pretty popular Rumble page. You've got uh, right now 72,000 followers when I checked this morning. Your average videos now are getting up to tens of, the th tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Uh, you've come a long way. But have you endured any censorship along the way from, from uh, your content creation? Oh, yeah. YouTube has nuked us like seven times. Um, Rumble has been... Rumble's been great. I wish they would promote us more, but uh, Rumble, I mean, no issues with them. They let us do our thing, and Locals has been great, too. They let us do our thing, so I'm very grateful that I don't have to look over my shoulder to see if I have a career the next day. Why would YouTube censor your content? That's a good question. I they mean, never they, gave you a reason. Uh, they called it harassment and bullying, and I understand back in the day we would scream at them, sure, but now, I mean, they call just simple interviews with the Predators harassment and bullying. Now, you say back in the day, like, you feel that you've kind of mastered your craft a little bit, polished yourself up a little bit? Uh, definitely not mastered, but polished for sure. Polished for sure. Okay. Now, you commented on a breaking story. The Idaho House passed a bill to give pedophiles the death penalty. You said this is the way. Do, do, do you really believe that? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, of course, there's no, perfect, there's no perfect solution. The perfect solution is just, you know, capping, well, <laughs> I think just doing away with them ASAP. Um, but the Idaho penalty is, uh, would be something about like 12 and under, which is a step in the right direction for sure, and I'm definitely not complaining it was passed. Now, when you talk about this, are you talking about people that view this content on the internet as well, not just people that engage in the sexual abuse? Um, yeah, there's some nuance to that. Like, I think if you're like... I think if you're like 19 and some and a 16 year old sends you a picture of her nude, I don't think you should be put to death for that, for example. But because that would still count as child porn. But yeah, if you're looking at like infants, toddlers, um, even looking at that, there's a I, there was a study back in the day, day I can't cite exactly, but the chance they've done something in person when they're viewing that stuff is very, very high. Now people might be shocked by what you just said. You said infants and toddlers, but this stuff actually exists on the internet. So so common, so common. And and you actually run into entire threads on certain platforms or there's entire rooms or websites that are dedicated to this stuff where people just hang out every day to find these images. Oh yeah, there's groups. Um, we've heard of over ten, tens of thousands of people 
and they just trade that all day long. Where do you think these images are generated mostly? Well, we do ask that question to the people we interview, and a lot of them say they look to be overseas. So we've heard a lot of India, Southeast Asia, and South America. Can you think of any way? I mean, you might not be an expert in internet or anything like that, but I mean, how can we keep this stuff from getting into our internet and on our phones and computers? Well, there's no perfect solution, but I think apps, encrypted apps like Telegram, of course, I don't even think they should be banned because I think our freedom of speech supersedes any type of crime, but they sh there has to be censors for certain images because they, there's hash values of these images. Like the, a lot of these images are spread around so often. I, I, I would think there's a way they can f just explicitly look for those images and videos without even looking at speech. So I hope they do something like that. What are some of the code words or sayings that you see that leads you down the path that, oh, I know this is where it's going? Oh, well, pizza is the biggest one. That's the most common one. Um, anytime they say they have pizza, we instantly know. And we've, we've caught people that we haven't even communicated with online that were just following pizza pages and they admit to viewing like countless files of child porn just based on what they were following on Instagram, just publicly. Um, we've seen pizza, we've seen unicorn. Um, Try to think what else. Gosh, I'm blanking out here right now. But uh, but you, yeah. the, the individual that when I went along the ride with you for, I mean, they talk about they have these massive folders, massive files. I mean, we're talking about Watch the full video right now at bam.video. InfoWars is listener-supported, and we appreciate your donations. But buy a product and support your health, too. The curcuminoids in turmeric is one of nature's most powerful and beneficial medicines. Raw turmeric root contains about 5% of this incredible medicine. But our bodies has been formulated to contain over 95%. This makes bodies one of the most powerful natural antioxidants in the world. Combined with other natural herbs, bodies will help improve mobility, flexibility, and immunity. Get some today, now 40% off. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I've, I've cut down to one. And, uh, it, it, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant, it's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little build up from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch, it's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. 